Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast, episode number 275. I'm your host today, David Palermo, usually the host of this. Welcome along. Have had a hell of a work week. The Bills are now facing the Washington Commanders, formerly named the uh, Foreskins or the Redskins. And uh, that's a whole topic. A lot of information coming out about that because you get rid of a quote-unquote racist team owner and then you bring in this other team owner now that pretty much uh, is the reason that a lot of people have very high rent. So look into that guy. So fuck that guy. The stadium's filled up to celebrate the landlord. Okay, well, check it out. What's funny about the landlord is I was looking at tickets to this game because I thought I had a clam bake yesterday, not today on Sunday. And, of course, it's 9.04 as I record this before the game in three hours. And... I was looking at tickets. Tickets to the Commanders game, I could have got one for $75. Compared to the Jets, which were, they were cheap at first, I thought. Uh, 185 to $200 for upper seats. The Bills games are ridiculous now, it seems like. And as far as home games. So I'm looking at this Commanders team. I'm thinking, Cool. New ownership, new vibe in the building, whatever's going on, blah, 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 blah. And I think, who the fuck are the commanders? So, all work week, been wanting to do a post-game show. What I'm going to do is integrate my post-game show from last week into this show. And right off the bat on my notes, I have so many things from Gabe Davis to Ed Oliver to the entire offensive line. And that goes back to Aaron Cromer. And I'm going to start there. The Bills looked like the Bills last week against the Raiders. The Bills get up a lot, or they get gift-basketed early breaks. Guess what happens? They get points. They feel comfortable. They keep piling on. The team's confidence through the roof. McDermott, I thought, did well not punting or kicking field goals in certain situations. He actually took a look at one decided let's go for it that's right you have josh allen and if that kid can play between his ears let's go um the washington commanders i think this game you know the bills offensive line crushed against the raiders and you know between murray harris and cook at the running back spot i couldn't believe it just what a three-headed monster what a game okay Deion Dawkins outstanding McGovern outstanding what a mulligan game for him coming out you know shake off that rust play together first team live action remember when we don't have reps for the players in the offseason like they used to these teams are going to come out rusty contracts of quarter billion dollar players now these teams are going to come out rusty okay so Mitch Morse was a concern. I didn't hear much bad or anything from him this week against the Raiders. Feel good about him going in. Here's the problem. You had one guy in Max Crosby to defend against the Raiders. This week, the Bills have the task, okay? So if we give the Bills offensive line a mulligan week one, and we go, okay, Aaron Cromer, you did a great job game planning against Max Crosby. Here's what I need to see. 
You got Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, and Chase Young. That's four first-round picks for the Commanders. And they have six and a half sacks and 12 quarterback pressures and two forced fumbles in the first two games. So, Sal Capaccio, this is all the Commanders' D-line. So what it means is, Sal Capaccio had a little breakdown about how the Bills' D-line, they don't play more than 65%. It was a threshold, right? So, Allen on their team, Jonathan Allen, 90% of snaps on the field. Chase Young is coming back from injury, so last week was his first game. Um, Deron Payne, 80% of snaps. And Montez Sweat, 77 to 80% of snaps. Look, with Leslie Frazier for years, even with the Vikings, he always had a defensive line rotation. Whether you're a fan of it or not, I mean, as a chess player, it makes sense to give those offensive linemen as much work as possible. At the same time, kind of how we see running backs you wonder if the defensive linemen and offensive linemen want to get in a groove against these guys and would rather have them out there or not out there for more reps than not so this group has 10 sacks over two games that's incredible okay and the Denver Broncos they put up a, a fair amount of points which you wouldn't expect and they had this quarterback, Young, okay? Fifth-round pick, or I'm sorry, Sam Howell. He's making his third start. And um, let's say fifth-round pick was touted to be a second- to third-round pick. Allegedly, he only ran 20 plays uh, at, I believe, North Carolina because I'm so on top of this. And he looks good. Now, remember... Beyond me, the offensive coordinator was with the Chiefs, okay? So to all you deep football fans, I know this is like, duh. Again, I'm just your guy, David. I'm at work. I'm doing my thing, okay? Beyond me is prepared for the Bills many times. I'm hearing similar formations as with the Kansas City Chiefs, okay? People forget that. Pat Mahomes was kind of, when the Bills traded out of the spot, they didn't make a big deal about it. And look what he's become. And him and Josh Allen pretty much admitted earlier in their career they just won it. You know, they just roll with what happens and they just make plays, which is weird to think, right? Because the media department tells us, oh, man, they're so deep in the playbook. If Howell can do his thing, and play within the rules, you know, this team was down, okay? The commanders were down 21-3 to in the second quarter against the Broncos. And it took Russell Wilson a Hail Mary attempt at 34-24 or 35-24. to And it's just, it's a long, long game. Very long game. And we saw that with the Bills 13 seconds game. That's a whole conspiracy topic for myself. Let's get into Sam Howell a little bit, okay? Because the Bills D-line, they're nothing to sniff at either. Let's talk about how great of a game they had. At Oliver, living up to his talk of, hey, don't worry when you pay me. I'm going to play. I'm going to work. At Oliver, 
great play the last two games of the season. I cannot believe it. I cannot believe how good he is. And and the fact when players call their shot and work, I love it. I'm kind of a shit talker. So when I talk shit, there is that accountability of, oh, I better go work. I better go prove it, right? Ed Oliver did it. Leonard Floyd, Leonard Floyd, Floyd, great pickup. Greg Rousseau, the dude, as Kevin Missouri calls him, is a, what, pro football focused darling or something like that. So his numbers are, are awesome. And he's developing right in front of our eyes. Shaq Lawson, you can't kick him off the roster. So when I'm looking at Leonard Floyd as an afterthought, not really an afterthought, what a great signing. This D-line, I have not seen a D-line play this good for the Bills in a long time. What's that mean? Well, it takes a smaller linebacker like Bernard, takes some pressure off of him. He's a smaller guy. I'm worried about him a little bit, you know, developing. He Again, I'm hearing things that he's not that big of a player when he sides him up with other guys in the secondary, okay? Uh, Matt Milano, again, was a safety, but an interception every game. He is on fire, really on fire. So here's where I think the Bills and the Commanders have some challenges, okay? So Spencer Brown, Torrance, the guard, right guard, Spencer Brown, right tackle, that side of the line we haven't talked about yet for this show, I thought played outstanding as well. And there was a point where the Bills could run to either side with Cook and do whatever they wanted, especially the left side. And Josh Allen was the leader of playing within himself. I, I have a hard time coming down on Dorsey, even though I did. When you don't see who's open, what the play call is, that Josh abandoned the pocket early, and Josh Allen in game two, totally different. Remember, if Josh Allen plays like a dumbass, it's going to affect the rest of the grades on the offense. Okay? Stephon Diggs, as advertised, as always. And back to Gabe Davis. That dude is open and looking like Gabe Davis we expected. I thought he got a bad rap game one. I don't like the Bills fans coming out. Oh, he's in the true number two. Really? They don't make that much money. The two, number two receiver. Compared to Dawson Knox, that's 14 mil. Who's made more plays? I'm just saying. So this game, offensively for the Bills, I see it as a, as a Kincaid party. If this D-line has T-sack, 10 sacks for the Commanders over two games and a lot of pressures, the Bills need to get rid of the ball in two seconds or less. Start going one Mississippi, two Mississippi. See that ball out. If the ball is not out, like, say, a Sam Howell, the Bills' D-line is going to get Sam Howell. Sam Howell is known to hold on to the ball. As far as the Bills, we've seen Josh Allen get rid of the ball. I don't know what's up with Dawson Knox right now. He was, I thought, injured early. I could just be talking out of my butt. Let me go on bangeduppills.com as we speak. But that would mean more playing time for Kincaid. And after that, Let's see here. I think we have Kincaid. You're telling me get the ball off quick, David. Yep. Well, right in front of you, Kincaid. If he's a tight end, 
finding the soft spots in the zone. And by the way, Kincaid, I can't complain about. When people are saying, even in game one, oh, you know, he had four four catches, you know, there were yak yards. I get it. Okay? I get it. He was used outside. He was used different. There's also a thing to clogging up the game tape, okay, and following what the play calls for. So I'm looking for game one to be a mulligan. Game two was classic Bills. Those two games are, are the yin and the yang of the Bills season of how it can go this year. I, The highs and the lows, two extremes. Josh Allen sucks. Miscommunications on defense. That's what you get when you get a Bernard in there first year. Like, what are we doing? You know, middle linebacker. So, come to find out, I think if Howell can get rid of the ball, same strategy for him. If he can get rid of the ball, run screens, do something against the Bills. And I think the I actually think in hindsight here, the game plan for both teams should be very similar. If Howell can get rid of the ball quick and Josh Allen can get rid of the ball quick, you got some you got some interesting magic happening. I like these teams 2 and 0 or not 2 and 0, both coming off wins, sorry. Um I consider the Jets a win clearly. So look at here's where the ball is going for Sam Howell, the quarterback of the Washington Commanders, okay? So, right off the bat, Terry McLaurin, okay? I had him in my dynasty league and I'm like, who's throwing him the ball? I let him go in Mike Smith's dynasty league. I was like, fuck that. And I picked up Lockett, or I kept him. And I, I maybe I kept McLaurin. I don't know. I haven't even actually logged into the NFL app. I let Mike put in a lineup, and I just kind of never pay for the league, and then donate money when I need to. But it usually, he never asks. He'll never listen to this podcast, and I'm sure no one's listening anyways. So it's it's all good. He ain't gonna find out. It's just me and myself. Um. So Terry McLaurin. 10 targets, 85 yards, 7 receptions, okay? Next on the list in the targets category is actually one more, is Logan Thomas, the tight end. Logan Thomas has 11 catches for 65 yards. I'm sorry, 11 targets for 65 yards, 6 receptions, all right? His average is 10.8 yards. That's the tight end. I'm expecting that out of, you know, some Kincaid. Can you run... (laughs) fast in two seconds i don't know so logan thomas has the touchdown mccurran has a touchdown brian robinson jr the running back has a touchdown and he's got 146 rushing yards so far on 37 carries 3.9 yards a carry and let me tell you something i am very confident in the bills defense okay very confident now from what i'm hearing Puppeting other podcasts and information I've taken in, like the Going Deep podcast. They had a guy on from Washington, and or that does something with them. So, quoting Going Deep guy here, pretty much the front four is awesome and the safeties are awesome. The cornerback's questionable. Okay, you got a rookie DB in there, and you also have a, a you would call a, a a B level corner. Now, that tells me quick passing game. That tells me screens, keep this D-line of the commanders active, keep them guessing. But the Bills need to play within themselves. I don't want to see on this team, frankly, simple stock run. I want to see draws. I want to see window dressing. This is a a front four that, again, 
the last Bills D line they played that was really good was the Jets. Okay, Chandler Jones on the Raiders playing and not going through what he's going through. Wish him the best. Okay, um, that guy and Max Crosby would be a difference. The Bills have a test. I am a huge fan of Aaron Cromer. I said the number one fucking hire the Bills should have had was Aaron Cromer when Sean McDermott came in. And Aaron Cromer went to the Rams. They won a Super Bowl that year. Todd Gurley, that O-line, Goff, okay, won a Super Bowl year one. So when I see Cromer can't make anything out of Cody Ford last year, he can't make anything out of that O-line, I look more towards the scouting. More towards the pro personnel. Aaron Cromer is cemented to me as, for my life, as uh, my own Bills Offensive Line Hall of Famer. We saw what Richie Incognito could do with Shady McCoy and all that. Look at what Cooks is doing. Look at what Cooks did against the Bears last year towards the end of the season. And we're like, whoa, where's this been? That's what we thought we were getting. Now we have it. The Bills playbook offensively is so deep right now. I am so proud of this team coming out last week shutting my fat face up okay and if you don't know on instagram i get really emo and i do stuff you know that's a little bit out of the ordinary or stupid as fuck and i have emotional breakdowns and i was standing drywall last week and when that happens i'm watching the game on my youtube having a blast, standing away. And when I'm watching it on my YouTubes, I'm looking like, okay, what is this offense? A three and out? I did not sign up for a Dick Duran check down offense. So what I'll do is I'll go on Instagram and I'll make a video of my emotional breakdowns. And it's Numbills fan on Instagram. Just as it sounds, that's with an N. If you can't spell, Numb Bills Fan. It's in the title. All right. So one of my emotional breakdowns. Actually, I think I posted them to Twitter, because I'm that I'm that smart. The problem with the emotional breakdowns that we have is a lot of times I look wrong. I, 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 but that's the risk you take. I'm, I'm willing to go out there and put my name, which is not much, on the line and go off of it. I'm pretty fine with it. At halftime, I was pretty happy because right after I made a video of me and my sanding mask all dusty and dirty and stuff, see example one of me after the Bills first drive. Dorsey's in the lab to run a fucking Dick Duran offense. Is this really what I'm doing here? Is this really what I'm fucking doing at work? Great. You know, I thought about going to this game. I thought about getting done with work around 1030. Head up to the game. If you know me, I'm not a tailgate kind of get fucked up all day. I really like the chess of the game. And then here's me with my halftime report.
That's me driving with fans in my car because I'm a drywall guy and I need fans to dry and the fans are in the background. My phone case sucks so it's vibrating. Thank you for your patience. Alright, so I was pretty happy at halftime last game. The Bills got gift basketed, you know, a nice tip ball interception. Very good job against the Raiders in the beginning. But the thing is with the Bills, I've always been looking to see is what are you doing with adversity? I think they're too emotional of a team. When they're up, they're, oh, fucking happy. Okay? And Stephon Diggs, what a dog. He He's a G-man. Always working hard, always doing his thing, and, and, and comes into the league and outworks everybody. And, and look at him. Always open. Every single play, always open. Always open. Josh Allen, focus Josh Allen, great. And, and the Bills needed Diggs on the team to hold everything in line. He held the coach and GM accountable. What the fuck are we doing? So, you know what? Now, here's the last video I got. And this was at the end of the game. over and Joe Marino from Lockdown Bills said James Cook would go for over 100 today and three receivers would have 75. You think I'm going to look into it or not? No, but he's pretty fucking close. Good shit. Cool. Uh, essentially, I was wrong on that stat too. Uh, he did say Cook would go over 100. I think he said three receivers would go over 55 yards or 65 yards. I could be wrong. It wasn't 75. But Joe Marino, Lockdown Bills, great podcast. You want to get a dense chunk every day of the Bills where it's digestible, you can rewind easy, I would recommend Lockdown Bills. If you want more of an in-depth conversation, Going Deep Podcast is really fun. The Shout Podcast, that's another regular for me. And then check out WGR too with Chopin Dog and the Jeremy Show. And uh, yeah, so... Chuck all that out. You know, the Bills, this game, back to this game, I thought was really an interesting matchup because the Bills have a lot to prove. Uh, this this could be a trap game, but I need the Bills as a fan here just to do their job, keep it simple, stupid, you know, play good defense, stop the run. Sounds all stupid, right? But it's true. Play within themselves. Again, I'm keeping my eye out on, on the defensive backs this game. Um, McClure is not in the sneeze at, man. He he could do some damage, okay? And, uh, you know, you also have Curtis Samuel and Jahan Dotson. So, Samuel, the other wide receiver, has eight targets, eight receptions. That's pretty cool. And then Dotson has the most targets with 12 and eight receptions, all right? So... The longest reception for the team so far is Antonio Gibson, the running back. 
36 yards. So it's a big play. Pretty big play. And he has 58 yards after catch, which is pretty uh, bonkers. So already throughout Montez Sweat, their defensive end has three sacks, which is pretty nuts. And leading the team with tackles is their safety, uh, Curl, 10 solos. Again, over two games, that's not bad. And they're in the game. They came back from 21-3 to to win the game. I, I don't know what to tell you. Our buddy Jamison Crowder is a returner. Jamison, back. Cool. Good to see you're healthy, bro. Look, we could see a high-scoring game. We could see the Bills put Kyle Allen in on their best day, okay? If the Bills get gift-basketed things, they take advantage of it early. The Bills need confidence early. That's just the emotions of this team until they grow up a little bit more. Sorry. I need to see this Washington team not shit the bed, but see who they are. It's so many times when teams start out 2-0 and out of nowhere, you're excited. And remember, we're Bills fans. We saw the drought year Bills for years beat how many teams that were really good? The Aaron Rodgers Packers. One of my favorites, the Tim Tebow led Broncos. Okay. <laughs> the Bills have done damage, man. It was like when Mario Williams was on the team, I would just sit there and eat and drink and, and yell D. And it wasn't if it was when Mario Williams sack would come. It was great. And I feel like with Rousseau and Leonard Floyd and Ad Oliver playing so good right now, when Von Miller comes back, watch the fuck out. And again, if you haven't checked it out, check out the Von Miller podcast with Stefan Diggs, brought to you by Bleacher Report. Totally into them. And I'm very hard on players starting podcasts and doing media because there is a thing called pandering where pretty much you just blow the team or you blow the players. Or, oh, I love it here. I love the fans. But when I listen to people actually talk from their heart, it's hard for me to stay there. And it's hard for people to lie consistently. So when I let that shit go, damn, did I enjoy it. I get to hear Stefan Dick's perspective. And it all was what I thought too, which is, hey, man, Going to work. A lot of people take this shit way too serious. It's the off season. Like, let's relax. And I have to do what I have to do. Pretty much is what I got from it. And I respect him. I like Coach McD. I think y'all are nuts if you want to fire him. Now, have I been one of those guys? Yeah. But that was about, you know, when you're starting Peterman. Because now, I was right, as always, that, uh... Peterman, not a good idea. McCarron, not a good idea. Having Josh Allen make stupid-ass mistakes in the Jets week one and the Jets last year, you wonder where my dad have a joke. Did his grandmother get threatened? Like, what's going on? Why is he throwing the ball right to them? And those interceptions in the last two to three Bills games against the Jets have been just wild. Like, he's throwing it to them on purpose, which really look at it and go, oh, I got to. I got to do a nice little lob two games ago <laughs> to the DB. Anyways, not ripping on Josh Allen. Just saying, when he's at his best, the team goes. And even if he's not, he needs to play within himself. And we've seen it too many times. 
that he's very good and he can. That Raiders game was great. He was awesome in the pocket. And you could tell he had an internal clock, wanted to dip out. He recognized if there was going to be a breakdown and dipped on that online, I should say. So, again, respect McD. Go Bills, Podcast 275. I'm your host, David Palermo. Find us, subscribe to the podcast. Tim Avery has an article coming this week. I'm sure he just had one posted last week. What a great writer. Love Tim Avery, part of the music community here in Rochester, New York. And a great friend and good person. Um, if you like writing, check that out on numbillsfan.com. Shoot him a foul, the Tim Avery on Instagram. And have a good one. I'm your host, David Palermo. This has been Podcast 275. Follow numbillsfan everywhere. Instagram, I'm the most active because it's the easiest. That's it. We are on TikTok, we are on Twitter. Do your thing. Go Bills.